0: What are the worst and weirdest movie and TV tropes about careers? Hollywood loves to portray various professions in the same, sometimes inaccurate way, over and over. I watch a lot of cop shows on TV. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Whether it's the computer programmer living a double life as a hacker, the baker who communicates through pastries and magically maintains a successful small business, or the way seemingly every rom-com protagonist just so happens to be an architect. Wow, an architect. How fascinating. Careers on screen are more often a shorthand for personality traits than an accurate reflection of working life. Here are the most commonly misrepresented professions in TV and movies and why they're so off base. So you to understand what the nature of this job is. Movie and TV policing is a high-energy profession where officers get into gunfights nearly every day, hunt down a different comically evil criminal each week as the only thing standing between peace and chaos, and then kiss babies and help people with their cats as pillars of the community, all while delivering a constant stream of witty quips. Probably military or ex-military. How could you know that? Because if they weren't, I would have killed them within 10 seconds." On the more serious end of things, there's the intense, obsessive loner who doesn't play by the rules but just gets results, damn it. There are rules for policemen. Yeah. That's what my captain keeps telling me. Most portrayals play into the cop hero narrative, which we have a whole video on, and if they're not heroes, we get the super-villainous Bad Apple Cops, corrupt individuals who tarnish the good name of everyone else on the force before they're brought down to restore the integrity of the force. To protect. The sheep, you gotta catch the wolf and it takes a wolf to catch a wolf, you understand? Cop shows and films also tend to focus on high-ranking detectives or hotshot criminal investigators, many of whom happen to be expertly trained in hand-to-hand combat and whose exciting day-to-day is a far cry from that of the majority of low-ranking uniformed officers. But most media neglects the reality of policing, especially in America, where police are the center of a major culture war over whether the institution needs fundamental reform. And even if we're just talking about good cops who genuinely try to serve the public good, you're more likely to see a cop going after people for trivial transgressions or sitting around playing Candy Crush than you are to see a guns-blazing action hero. He assaulted the customer, grabbed the cash, and ran out. So, How? how, 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 say when? The work that's important to actually solving crimes is frequently incredibly boring and tedious, going through old documents, analyzing evidence, talking to witnesses. There's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. For a truer window into this complex world, look back at The Wire, which finds highly compelling drama in the ways that police work involves filing paperwork to get warrants for wiretaps, following the money, waiting around, and actually examining crime scenes. You follow drugs, you get drug addicts and drug dealers. But you start to follow the money, and you don't know where the fuck it's gonna take you." The reckless cops of The Wire, who emulate what they might have seen on TV, are often the worst at their jobs. And the heroes in the Baltimore Police Department on The Wire are the ones who bemoan the politics and fake glory of the police game, striving instead to create a police force that's for the community, instead of at war against it. "'When you're at war, you need a f***ing enemy. And soon the neighborhood that you're supposed to be policing, that's just occupied territory." Hollywood has two types of politicians, either corrupt, power-hungry monsters who will stop at nothing to gain power, or crusading public servants who fight relentlessly to improve the lives of their constituents. In other words, angels and demons. Jed Bartlett from the West Wing, -"Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful and committed citizens can change the world." Or the Underwoods from House of Cards. The road to power is paved with hypocrisy and casualties. When politicians are good eggs, they seem to have a magical ability to inspire people to do anything they want by giving a sufficiently rousing speech, whether that's swaying members of Congress or literally stopping an alien invasion. Mankind, that's. Words should have new meaning for all of us today. When on-screen politicians are bad eggs, they're shamelessly evil and lying about everything. I love democracy. I love the Republic. And their main way of advancing seems to be blackmail, murder, or other salacious crimes. Democracy is so overrated. We rarely see the nitpicking meetings, horse trading, and compromises that actually go into passing laws, running in campaigns, or winning elections. For a more insightful look at how politics work, check out the absurdity of Veep, where this whole process is hilariously convoluted and everyone is, unlike the masterminds of House of Cards and more like the rest of us, just muddling through. Can I really blame another country for something they didn't do? It's been the cornerstone of American foreign policy since the Spanish-American War. The satirical writing captures politicians' common problem of short-termism, their tendency to view every crisis purely through the lens of how it affects their career and how beholden they are to fundraising, special interests, and the random whims of the media, all of which is why actual political aides have called it among the most accurate political shows on TV. Oh my god, that is so great for me! And the country? Yeah, 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 that's what I meant. Chefs on screen seem to have copious amounts of free time, which they use to make elaborate meals at home for their friends and family. Often, food movies focus on the sensuality and love that chefs infuse into their cooking in an almost surreal or magical way, even when they're using their cooking skills to help other people around them. A frisee salad with goat cheese and pine nuts, wild rice, roasted asparagus, and salmon en croûte. In reality, a chef's life tends to be grueling. Most people employed in kitchens work long hours in the evening and weekends, and when they're off, they're unlikely to have the energy or drive to cook extensively for themselves. Restaurant stories also tend to feature lots of amazing genius chef characters who have an almost preternatural talent and nose or sense of taste. We should be dealing in culinary orgasms. (laughs) When's the last time you had an orgasm that was Interesting. More recent portrayals like The Bear challenge the lone chef genius myth and pay more attention to how kitchen cultures can have toxic hierarchies and even subject workers to abusive levels of stress. We don't have any more damn it, Tina! The Bear also spotlights the incredible level of professional coordination, dedication, and labor it takes to run a top-notch restaurant, whether it's Michelin-starred or an underrated sandwich destination. 2021's Pig also plays with the chef genius myth through its main character, Nicolas Cage's Rob, who's a legend for seemingly superhuman skills and can remember every meal he's ever made. But Rob left behind his life as a celebrated chef because he decided that courting the fashions of restaurant trends can't bring satisfaction. The critics aren't real. The customers aren't real. Because this isn't real. Movies and TV shows about dramatic lawyers are a highly profitable genre. They might storm into the courtroom with a new crucial piece of evidence, complete a riveting, intense cross-examination, or successfully speechify their way into the right verdict. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! But the details of the law are infamously labyrinthine, and the actual job largely involves sifting through documents and going back and forth quibbling about a particular word or phrase or protocol. Most types of lawyers don't ever argue in front of a courtroom, and those that do spend more time going out of their way to avoid having a trial. If you want to go to trial, that's fine. It's going to cost you in an area of three and a half million dollars. Legal dramas often climax with someone dramatically pulling out a technicality or drawing out a confession in a heated courtroom showdown. But in reality, it's rare that the jury is presented with some kind of last-minute smoking gun. You guys don't have a bombshell? Oh, my God, every good case needs a bombshell. The verdict boils down to how persuasive each side has been and how the situation coincides with the jury's various biases. It's no wonder that in 2022, the Internet was spellbound by Johnny Depp lawyer Camille Vasquez, who delivered camera-ready TV lawyer techniques while interviewing movie stars in front of a live streaming audience. You still haven't donated the $7 million divorce settlement to charity. Isn't that right? Incorrect. I pledged the entirety. No, of Mister, this element 7 that, million not to my charity question. and i please what was try to answer question? my question But so much of a trial's outcome is actually determined earlier as lawyers argue over which witnesses they can call and which evidence they can even present to the jury, something that's accurately portrayed in The Girl from Plainville dramatizing the trial of Michelle Carter of the infamous so-called texting suicide case. Lawyers on screen might also be depicted as valiantly putting their reputations on the line as public servants. Come on, Harvey, you're Gotham's DA. You're not getting shot at. You're not doing your job right. But in our world, the legal profession is sadly less often about revealing the truth or protecting justice than providing a bastion of defense for the rich, who can employ legal tactics to scare others and avoid unpleasant outcomes for themselves. Proving this disconnect is real-life lawyer Tom Girardi, who gained fame for helping seek justice for victims in the real-life case that inspired the movie Aaron Brockovich, but is now being prosecuted for allegedly stealing millions of dollars from burn victims and the widows and orphans of plane crash casualties. For a slightly more accurate take on the law, check out My Cousin Vinny, which is taught in law schools as an example of what trials actually look like. Now, if Mr. Trot wishes to voir dire a witness as to the extent of her expertise in this area, I'm sure he's gonna be more than satisfied. Or Better Call Saul, where we see the differences between lower-profile lawyers and elite law firms that can bully others with their vast resources. I'm gonna need some help here. Yeah. You sure are. And we follow smart but conflicted lawyer Kim Wexler, navigate the moral pull between public service she cares about and the kind of soul-crushing but lucrative work that makes lawyers rich. Mesa Fair to keeps the lights on. Can we agree on that? scientists spend their time pouring different liquids into tubes to rapidly invent world-changing new technologies and medicines, right? It's alive, It's alive! That's certainly the impression we'd get from Doc Brown in Back to the Future, Tony Stark's run as Iron Man, or the various scientific specialties of the Ghostbusters. But contrary to what film and TV often suggest, scientists are rarely one-man operations who are playing God with their test tubes. They work in a vast range of scientific jobs, from biochemists to environmental scientists. To medical scientists, and are more likely to be one cog in a big corporate machine in a field like big pharma, and scientific research and experiments are rarely that quick or sexy. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Decades of research can stall and go nowhere, while some of the biggest advances in science have happened entirely by accident, the dropout, dramatizing Therano's CEO Elizabeth Holmes's fall from grace, underlines how our common assumptions about the speed at which science moves can be dangerous. They want everything to happen fast. Science is maddening <sighs> slow. Holmes sells her investors on the promise of achieving her vision rapidly, and then feels pressure to fake results her company is still years away from obtaining. The technology doesn't work. It's years away. People will be at risk. Search Party offers a more comedic send-up of these false expectations of science. After a team of accomplished scientists tells the main character Dory that they're very far away from coming up with a pill that can deliver enlightenment, she tries to rush the process by turning to an online science influencer who's willing to skip steps and take wilder risks. The result is so catastrophic, they create actual zombies. Movies and TV also love to depict scientists experimenting on their own bodies. There is a documented history of self-experimentation in past science, but it's hardly a common practice today, and movies and TV make it seem like scientists are always using themselves as test subjects. I'm becoming something that never existed before. I'm becoming Brundlefly. Scientists frequently have villain origin stories that involve self-experimentation, from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde to Norman Osborn turning himself into the Green Goblin in Spider-Man. Don't be a coward. Risks are part of laboratory science. And perhaps this makes sense, since trying out crazy things on your own body is unlikely to pass the ethical and professional standards of most labs, and, as these villains prove, really isn't a good idea. What have I done? Which professions do you think film and TV get the most wrong about? Doctors, nannies, stay-at-home parents, influencers, programmers, journalists? Let us know which you think we should cover next. You may have to get yourself a new line of work. This one doesn't seem to agree with you anymore. Oh, hi, friends. This is The Take on all of your favorite movies, TV shows, and pop culture. Don't forget Mm -hmm. to subscribe. And ring the bell for notifications. We're going to need a bigger screen.